Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm here with Brian Minnick. He is the chief operating officer of Zero Bounce, and uh, the company was started, went live 2017, and he's had a lot of experience in uh, operations and systems administration. I'll let him tell you about Zero Bounce, but uh, the big thing is they have, in record time, gone over 100,000 customers, paying customers in every country in the world. So, Brian, uh, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting to have you on. I'm excited to hear uh, this, this story. And where are you located today and where's the company? Uh, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida, which is where our headquarters are. Uh, we also have a satellite office in Santa Barbara, California, uh, in Vegas, and we have an office in uh, Europe as well. Well, I was just in Boca the other day and flew out of Palm Beach International last night. I'm talking to you from Aspen right now. <laughs> All right. You missed the, you missed the weather. <laughs> yes, I missed the weather. I had to pick up something at town center, so I had to run to Boca. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Ex, you know, you got an exciting story. Tell people what Zero Bounce does. Uh, uh, you know, it's a big part of right in the middle of the online world right now. You know, communication with email and uh, for businesses is absolutely critical. So give us uh, the kind of uh, uh, elevator pitch on Zero Bounce. Sure. So Zero Bounce, we are a email validation provider. Uh, we consider ourselves to be the best in our industry and in, in what we do. Um, our job and uh, mission as a company is to help our customers make sure that the emails they're sending to uh, deliver and not just deliver, but deliver into the inbox. So there's massive difference between delivering an email to inbox and delivering it to your spam folder. Uh, there's no value in spam. I think we all know this. And so making sure you're not there and you stick in the inbox folder is critical to any email marketing uh, and even just messaging. So that's, that's what we do and what we help uh, our customers do. And we actually check the authenticity of the email address on your list. Uh, so just an example would be, you know, Brian at zerobounce.net. That would be a, a valid email address. And we actually go and, and ping the mailbox and see if it exists. And you can think of it as like a postal worker walking up and down the street to see if the address really exists before they drop off mail. Uh, that is what we do and what our job is. And to date, we have done this over 7 billion times. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we know what we're doing. Uh, we know how to do it at scale and we know how to do it right. Yeah, unbelievable now. How, where did this idea come from and how much were you involved in the creation of the thing? Got it. So um, Zero Bounce is part of a uh, group of companies that kind of help serial entrepreneurs. And so there was a need to 
have this service in the network. And when we went out and looked for a provider to essentially do this work, we were very let down with how it was being handled, uh, primarily around how people handled the data. So for us, data is, you know, we take it very seriously. We take the handling and the privacy and the security of that data uh, to an extreme level, levels we don't have to, but we think are the right levels. Um, and so when we took a step back, we said, who are we gonna send our data to? And we said, uh, none of these guys, that's for sure. So we actually founded it and come, came up with a better way to do it and a better way to uh, handle all the security of the data. So it was really kind of a thought for internal use, which then said, well, we should probably put this out in the marketplace. And here we are. And uh, what did, how did you get the chief, well, what's the name of the group, by the way? The name of the group is Benjen, uh, and they do a lot of work with uh, email. Okay. And how did you wind up in the COO spot? Was that right off the bat, or did you slide so as, over to that from another another uh, company? Yeah, so I was previously at a uh, large marketing operations group, kind of like an agency, but they helped very large brands with retailers. Um, and I was kind of picked out uh, for just the ability to set up scale and get procedures in place. So I'm very big in, in procedures and very big in kind of automating. Uh, don't do anything twice manually. It should be automated. And so, yep. you know, we're a tech company. We believe in doing things the right way. And I was brought in very, very early to put everything in the right place. Um, I'm very proud of kind of where we are and, and how we got here. So let's talk about uh, you've helped uh, lead this company to explosive growth in a matter of four short years, including pandemic, up to 100,000 customers in uh, countries all over the world. How does that happen? Was that because of the network or what, what, what do you attribute that growth to? Um, I attribute the growth to probably a couple things. So number one, I would say persistence. Um, that was probably one of the biggest things that number one, we would hire for. So when we're looking for people to join in a startup organization, I'm not looking for somebody that just constantly, you know, wants to get a paycheck and do his job. I'm looking for someone that has ideas and is an entrepreneur within himself uh, or herself. And so persistence is failing and not getting let down from that. And so we fail a lot. And I would say that's probably one of the key things. Um, failing nine times out of 10 is a win to me. That, that's really how we believe. That's the culture we have. So, you know, we have ideas and we execute on the ideas. Sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. Uh, but the key piece that I would say, you know, besides the persistence is all of these little things when you get those, you know, wins here and there, when they start to compound, that's what really starts to bring you to next levels. So paying attention to your customer, hearing what they want, being persistent to get there, uh, not sacrificing on your core, you know, your core values as a company and your core strengths, I would say is a, is a key kind of component to get in there, but, and hiring the right people. I, I, I think that's critical, especially in startups. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, hiring, hiring good people 
really can accelerate your growth, save yourself a lot of problems. And uh, how did you, you know, how do you go about that process? You know, we're looking for people that are entrepreneurial, people that are good people. And uh, uh, how do you go about that process? Sure. So uh, the first thing I do is barely look at the resume and that's the dead honest truth. The resume to me is a piece of paper. Um, doesn't give me what I'm looking for. Never has and probably never will. So for me, it's all about, um, you know, so let's say I'm hiring a marketing person or I'm hiring a developer, something of that nature. Um, I would give them little projects and say, hey, this is something I would like you to complete. And I would give them a timeline of, you know, whatever, five days. Uh, the guys who stood out and the people who stood out are the ones who would be pinging me with questions at two in the morning. The project would be handed in three days early. It was thoughtful, not perfect because they don't know the business in and out, but thoughtful um, and fresh ideas. And, you know, they want to know what, what I think and they want to talk and they want to, you know, they're very persistent. And so that's really something that I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, again, to me, resume is nothing but a piece of paper, um, half its fluff in my opinion anyway. And so to me, it's putting the skills down and, and let me see what you can do. So, uh, you know, and we give them an inviting kind of approach, which is we're not here to tell you what to do. It's actually the opposite. I'm here for you to tell me what to do. Uh, and I just kind of, you know, really create that culture. And when you let a bunch of people who are A players do what they want to do because they think it's the right thing for the company, it, it gets interesting. You now have like seven founders uh, <laughs> that, are, that are thinking like you're thinking. They're not thinking like, okay, Friday's payday. Right. Yeah. We just had uh, someone left our uh, office last week. And of course, you know, the truth comes out when they leave. And uh, one thing, the telltale sign was, uh, the word was, you could hear him reach for his keys at 455. <laughs> you yeah. know, you could hear hear the jingling of the keys at 455, you know, and that's, that's somebody who's got their mind on something other than, uh, you know, the primary thing is, is, is making a big deal at a company and excited about the mission. Now talk about you say failing nine times out of 10 and learning things. And that shows you're on the attack. And, yep. uh, you know, one of the things I've said, Brian, all the time is if you want a neat office, send your business into a slump or, 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 or stagnate on your, your growth because the neat places, the organized, uh, a fish, you know, super, super, uh, uh, in charge type of places, clean, et cetera, are usually those that are on a down, uh, you know, getting ready to go into a death spiral because they've, they've been doing the same volume for so long. Uh, they, know how to do it efficiently and they focus on you know doing it real well rather than getting much bigger and yeah. growth is chaos you know growth adds chaos to a pretty little world and uh talk about how walk me through to get growth you got to try new things you know you got yeah. you know you, you got to be calling you know calling plays trying this how about this let's go that you got to be on the attack and uh, when things fall apart, you got to learn from it and attack again. 
you know? Exactly. And so uh, uh, as you, it's like sharpening a knife. And so as you go out, uh, walk me through some of that a typical type uh, uh, program or launch or something where, you know, you get a lot of failures and then you get, you find a way to do it. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying time. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Sure. So, um, you know, my belief is fail fast, right? Try anything you want, but fail fast and know when to pull out of it, right? So I can give you a few examples. We, so we're a software company. We, you know, we have a software as a service and a platform. And email obviously ties into a lot of different other softwares, such as, you know, I'm just going to name some big tools like MailChimp or Constant Contact, you know, people, people typically heard of those. Um, and so we kind of put a lot of effort in somebody's like, we should integrate with MailChimp. This is going to change the business. MailChimp has, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of customers and they'll all use us. Okay, let's do it. Uh, what's the timeline on the project? What's it going to take? What do you need? And let's execute. So we went out and executed and integrated with uh, four or five very large softwares like that. And two and a half years later, I think it's been now, uh, they, they're not fruitful at all. Uh, they have never really paid back. They've never, um, you know, the logos are nice to put on the website and things like that, but they have not kind of turn into fruition like like we hoped, right? Right. And so the, the, there's nothing wrong with that. We still gained a little value, but I would still, in general, without bringing emotion into it, call it a failure. You know, it did not grow the business in a way right. that we expected. So, uh, you know, now I'm hesitant to do that, but I've learned from it. Before I was like, yeah, this is it's genius. We should do that. And uh, now that I have some experience behind it, I just kind of, at least for our business in particular, it didn't really pan out the way we hoped. So when another kind of opportunity came up to expand the product, it's not the exact same use case. I was a little hesitant. And then I said, no, we should do it because it's quick. We can figure it out. If it's not good, we fail fast, right? And it took off. And so we launched kind of a new product um, where people can see activity on the email addresses that they're sending into our system. And so it's not an integrator with another tool, but I'm just giving you an example of, we have a weekly meeting, it's a product meeting, where a lot of my core guys come together, core guys and girls for the record, come together. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an open whiteboard. What, what should we do? What, what, what do you want to do? Where should we go? Uh, ultimately, it has to align with our North Star. And we just throw a bunch of ideas on the table and we kind of vet them to see how long it might take to do them. And we line them up and knock them down like bowling pins. And to me, if you're not doing that, then you're just stale and stagnant. And how can you expect to grow if you're not trying new things, if you're not challenging yourself and the team? And so 
you know, obviously, obviously ties into a lot of the culture part that I was talking about, but I'm looking for the people that want to do that. Um, and so when you get a lot of those people together, like I said, and you give them, you give them a room to, in a sandbox, uh, that's when magic really starts to happen. So when you have seven, 10 people thinking like a founder or thinking like an executive, um, it's when it gets interesting. Yeah. In uh, yeah. And, uh, I've got another subject I want to get into with you, but before I do talk about, you know, the idea of a leader that, you know, a leader is supposed to make magic happen. You know, it's like where you get into that creative, that spontaneous, you people are throwing ideas out, but if you have a culture where everything's rigid or some people have got psychological, especially the leaders got, you know, my way or the highway and more, more intent on uh, running a program. In fact, I was just, uh, I was in therapy this morning with uh, one of these guru guys, everything, you know, he does is uh, take, you know, he's got all kinds of therapies he could do, but he, he works off the response he gets from your body to determine what he does. But he talked about a chiropractor came into town over the last year and he's famous from sports and you know he worked with tiger woods and this and the other but he said everybody he hears that went to this guy uh is like you know they're not getting the results they want you know and things are breaking down and what as it turns out the guy's got a system he came in with a preconceived idea this is the so-and-so system for getting your butt in shape and he's just pushing people through the system rather than tailor you know, doing the personal trade, you know, like doing the feedback on a personal basis. And sometimes that's a good thing. Uh, but, but if you want to be elite, you know, I promise you, he didn't run tiger Dern woods through a system. You know, he did something tailor-made for uh, tiger woods. And when you want to build an elite company, uh, it goes to the top, you've got to do those extras and you can't be doing them all as a leader yourself. You got to pull that out of your people, that creativity, that drive. And if you don't have that positive environment, you know, that's not going to happen. But, you know, really a way of saying that is like, uh, uh, you know, I, it, it is funny to use that phrase because I've used it all my life. It's just like when you get great people together and you're talking about great ideas, magic can happen and that's really what leaders should be creating those environments as much as possible those opportunities but most leaders don't even think about it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i would uh I, I couldn't agree more so i wouldn't even say at this point in in the company that i'm over here with all the ideas it, it's actually the complete opposite i'm over here and you know trying to cultivate the ideas out of the team. And what I take very seriously is helping them get it executed, right? So enabling them to, to, to execute on a thought that they had on how the company could grow. Um, that to me is where the leadership part has to have a shift. You know, in a startup, obviously it's usually one or two people getting, getting things off the ground. But once your, your feet are in the sand and cylinders pumping, maybe not pumping as hard and fast as you want, you have to start bringing other people in and build that engine up to have, you know, more support. 
So now it's at a point where, like I said, I'm, I'm not the one coming up with ideas left and right. I still come up with ideas, but I don't feel the obligation that I have to do it or no one else will. It's yeah. the opposite. They're, they're all over the place. And it, what's even beauty or, you know, beautiful is I'm able to, to almost cherry pick some that just look very obvious to me um, because, you know, everyone just has such thoughtful, different thoughts. And especially when you bring a new person in, oh man, you gotta, you gotta grind into that person and tell them, you know, send them down a, a, a path to investigate and question everything right. and, and figure out what's, what would you do different if this was your company? And, you know, if you're not getting the answers, maybe it's not the right person for the company, but, um, you know, that's something that, that I'm pretty passionate about doing. And just to be clear, I'm not, we're not perfect at it. We've had right. people that we sure. thought are those guys, but they're not. Yeah. Um, and then I've had some that surprise you, you know, you're like, Hey, yeah. you know what? I'll take a chance. So, you know, you got to take risks. I think you have to know when to, to uh, part ways with people too, if they're not the right person for your business. I think that can also be damaging. Um, you know, if they don't, they don't fit, they don't fit. And that's, that's okay. Um, so I think also a lot of, I've seen that before where a lot of people just get too attached because they're the ones who hired them. And right. saying that they're yeah. the wrong guy is like right. slapping yourself in the face. And it's yeah. just like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like buying a stock and, and uh, uh, you just won't give it up, even though it's just craters, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, again, it's just okay. fail fast. <laughs> you know, it's just okay. fail fast. Well, and the thing about making, making magic, you can't force magic to happen, but you can create the environment where it can happen. And if it happens once or twice to you in your career uh, with your team, you can explode up the chart. So thanks so much, uh, Brian. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellowinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.